Let's enjoy this ongoing message by Sam Adeyemi. All right, we continue with our topic, trusting in God. Amen. Yeah, that's the word God gave us for this year. So we're building on that through this month. Trusting God, number three, Jeremiah 17, verses 5 to 10, New Living Translation. Jeremiah 17, 5 to 10, New Living Translation. This is what the Lord says. Cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans, who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. They are like stunted shrubs in the desert with no hope for the future. They will live in the barren wilderness in an uninhabited salty land. But blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. The human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows how bad it is? But I, the Lord, search all hearts and examine secret motives. I give all people their due rewards according to what their actions deserve. Trusting in God. Just some days ago, I saw this video on social media. And it was a, a, a gentleman who carried their young baby, you know, a girl. A girl who would be maybe like, maybe like two years old or, so, or thereabout, you know, carried her and placed her on the fridge, on the refrigerator, okay? And the girl was laughing, you know. The dad placed her there and took a step back. He did not stretch his hands towards her, kept his hands down, and she was laughing and laughing. You know what she did? She just took a step and just stepped off the refrigerator. And you know what happened? The dad caught her. <laughs> and she was laughing, you know. And the dad went and placed her back on the refrigerator. And she was laughing and laughing and just walked off. And the dad caught her. Honestly, I, I was almost having goosebumps. It was like, oh my God, I think this is, this is what God is talking to us about this year. This is what God is talking about to us this year. Trust. But what did the girl have in her dad? Trust. You know, what amazes me, as simple as it looks, <laughs> honestly, it's amazing to me as an adult. And that's why I thought to talk to us about it. It's amazing to me as an adult because... It's going to take me a lot, <laughs> honestly. It's going to take me a lot to be able to do what that child is doing. Yet, that is what God is calling us to do this year. Trust. The fact that it did not cross her mind that her dad would let her fall down to the extent that she would walk, not carefully. You know, it wasn't maybe or maybe not. Oh, my God. What is the foundation for that kind of trust? Love. Love. The father had shown her so much love. 
so much care, so much affection. She had come to believe that he would never hurt her. He would never allow her to fall. Wow, that is trust. <laughs> that is trust. So, do you remember that Jesus said, except you people become like these little children, you will not enter the kingdom of God. Do you remember that? Honestly, that video brought that back to my mind. It's like, I need to get back into this state where I trust God enough when he says move for me to move, when he says stop, I stop. When he says wait, I wait. I've got to get back. I've got to be in that state since that is God's calling this year. Then I've got to be in that state permanently all through this year. State of absolute trust in God. So it looks like, okay, so all of us were in that state before, right? We were all in that state. We've been children before. So what it means then is that as we grew up, life slapped us in the face and told us to wake up <laughs> and to smell the coffee. That things are not as easy as that. Human beings began to disappoint us, began to hurt us. Authority figures hurt us. Siblings hurt us. Okay, friends hurt us, and so on. To the point now where we believe that we've developed enough mechanisms for protecting ourselves from being hurt. But those mechanisms that we developed have actually developed our trust in our own ability to protect ourselves. And then sometimes when it is the Lord asking us to take steps in trust, we are unable to trust him. Some of us need to be healed. For us to get back into that state, some of us need to be healed. We've been hurt. Some of us have been scarred. And we need healing to be able to come back to that point where we have childlike faith, simple trust in God. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, any experience, any experience that burned things into our emotions, burned things into our minds, burned messages in there, erected barricades that do not allow the simple word, the instruction of God to get into our hearts. Hmm. The barriers that prevent the formation of faith in our hearts today. Today, I declare, according to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, from verses 3 to 5, the weapons of our warfare are not man-made. They are powerful through God to pull down strongholds, casting down imaginations, arguments, knowledge that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and making captive every thought to obey Jesus Christ. 
I declare the supernatural destruction of, of all such formations in our emotions, in our lives, in the name of Jesus. I prophesy healing. I prophesy healing in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. All right, so, so I go back to our passage, our foundation scriptures. And where it starts is a bit scary because it says there in Jeremiah 17 verse 5, thoughts, or this is what the Lord says, cursed are those who put their trust in mere humans who rely on human strength and turn their hearts away from the Lord. And say, oh my God, cursed is a strong word. Cursed is a strong word. It's the direct opposite of blessed. And to be blessed is to be empowered supernaturally, to be happy, to be fortunate, to be prosperous. So the direct opposite, it's supernaturally empowered to fail, literally. And God is saying that is tied to trust. Cursed is the person who is unable to trust in God. It says that they turn their hearts away from the Lord. And then they have to put their trust in human strength. So it's obvious, therefore, from that passage that there's probably nothing that hurts God more than not being believed. Because he knows his integrity. He knows he's never lied before. And he knows how much it, he loves us. He knows how much it loves us. So it hurts him for us to not believe that he loves us. That he cares for us. Hebrews 11 and verse 6 says, And without faith, it is impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he exists and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Can you see that? It is impossible. Just forget it. it without that absolute trust in God, it is impossible to please God. So there probably is nothing that hurts God more than him not being believed than him giving us a promise. And we can't walk off the, the fridge. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Is that not what Jesus did? When he went on the cross, it had been prophesied that he would die. And he said it himself, you know, that it was going to be like Jonah in the whale. Three days, he came out. That it was good. He, he said, pull this temple down. And it will be rebuilt in three days. And they didn't know he was talking about his death and resurrection. He believed the father was going to raise him up. <laughs> Talk about trust. So what if the father did not raise him up? Dead <laughs> forever. The father did. So, so back to the implication of not trusting God here. Honestly, for me, it's really strong because he says the person is going to be cursed and that, and that they're going to have serious problems. Mm -hmm. So 
And he says, when they don't trust, when we don't trust him like that, he says, the only alternative is that we rely on human strength. You remember Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. So that's the alternative. It's either you are trusting God or you have to resort, okay, to making your own plans, to making your own provisions. So I realize <laughs> that when we trust God, the one thing, one major thing that can create big problems for us is our wanting to control outcomes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when we talk about faith, you know, faith is trust, right? When we talk about faith, we're always setting goals for God in terms of what we want. Oh, I'm exercising faith for a house. I'm exercising faith for promotion, for a job, for a husband, for a wife, for a child, for my healing. Okay, there's something specific we're asking for. And truly, Hebrews 11:1 says, faith is the substance of things hoped for, evidence of things not seen. Are you aware that some of the people, some of the stories that we have in the Bible of people that trusted God, that they did not have goals. <laughs> when God gave them instructions of what to do, some of them did not have goals. Example, Abraham. Abraham, leave your country. Leave your relatives and go to a land that I will show you. Hey. So, if you're the kind of a person that wants to be really, really sure of the outcome before you move, just forget God. You're going to miss out on God's big blessings. So, we want to control outcomes. That's our challenge. We want to control the outcome. But this year, God is asking us to come along. Come along to those dimensions where God will give you an instruction and you won't even know where it's going to end. <laughs> Woo! And you know what? You know where it's going to end? It's going to be a miracle. It's going to blow your mind. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I'm seeing things about this year. The things that eyes have not seen, that ears have not heard, that have never entered into the heart of any man before. Those are the things I'm seeing. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. All right. So, there's a song that's been ringing in my spirit. Now, if you know that song and you can sing it, honestly, I should be able to guess your age. <laughs> it's titled, "Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. <laughs> All right. And, and just the first stanza, okay? Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus saith the Lord. <laughs> oh, that song was written by William James Kirkpatrick and Kanzeta Statin and Louisa M. Stead. I love it. It is so sweet to trust in Jesus. Just to take him at his word. That is what it means to trust someone. 
just to take him at his word. Now, that's what we've got to do this year. Just to take him at his word. Whether you understand it or you don't understand it. Whether you even have an idea where it's going to end or you don't have an idea where it's going to end. It is sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word. Just to rest upon his promise. Not wanting anything more than he has to say about the situation. Just to know, thus saith the Lord. When you get home, read Matthew 14 verses 22 to 33, where Jesus, you know, was praying through the night on the mountain, told his disciples to go on a boat. And in the middle of the night, okay, they ran into a storm. And then they looked up and they saw someone coming. <laughs> someone coming. They thought it was a ghost. They were screaming. Then he said to them, don't be afraid, it's me. And he was walking on water. Peter said, sir, if it is you, tell me to come. Tell me to come. Woo. I want to be where you are. I want to walk where you are walking. I want life for me to be a walk with God. <laughs> I don't want to be a mere human. This life was designed to be a collaboration between divinity and humanity. In fact, it was meant to be an expression of divinity through humanity. Let us make man in our own image after our own likeness and let them have dominion. Job 32, hey, there is a spirit in man. The inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. Bring me to your dimension. But Peter knew what the key was going to be, just to take him at his word. He said, if it is you, tell me, come. Jesus said what? Come. And Peter just jumped out. And he was like, woo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Wow. Wow, that's how life is for someone this year. They're going to take one step and then another step. And all through this year, thank you, Jesus, in your marital life, all through this year, in your career, in your finances, all through this year, it's going to be one miracle after the other, one surprise after the other, operating on a dimension where you never operated before, experiencing God like you never experienced God before. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Woo, hallelujah. Somebody say this after me. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for accepting me through Jesus Christ, for forgiving my sins through Jesus Christ, and for calling me to walk with you and to trust in you this year. Heavenly Father, I declare that my trust is in you. I will not trust in myself. I will not trust in anyone. My trust is in you. So I ask you, even where my strength is failing, where my willpower is failing, let the Holy Spirit give me power from the inside to trust in you 
from start to finish, fill my life with miracles. In Jesus' name, amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you. I have not spoken about anybody else, but about you, God of heaven. Show up for each one who is calling on you today. Show up in their lives. In the name of Jesus, Father, show up in your power. Show up in your wisdom. Take us to dimensions we have never experienced before. In the name of Jesus, where we're struggling to trust you, heal us of our past experiences. And Father, we know Peter took his eyes off Jesus and began to sink. Help us to keep our focus on you and not to be distracted by people, not to be distracted by circumstances. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for the person. Yes, Heavenly Father, thank you because you're working in people's lives right now. You're working in our lives right now. So there are miracles of healing, miracles in our marriages, in our relationships, miracles in our, in our careers and businesses, miracles in our finances, miracles right now in our physical bodies, in the name of Jesus. Father, I pray for the person who says, my, but my relationship with God is not okay. Thank you, Heavenly Father, because you already provided. You already provided for that. So right now, <laughs> We thank you because we're going to pray and ask for forgiveness of sins. And we ask you to just look at the blood that Jesus Christ shed on the cross of Calvary and give us your forgiveness. Can I ask everyone that is a part of this service, whether on TV, online, social media, or on site at our physical location, if you know you are that honest person who says, my relationship with God is not okay, I'm a sinner. I can't say that I'm a child of God and I want God to forgive me right now. We're going to do it. It's going to happen right now. Can I ask you to just put your hand on your heart where you are and say this prayer after me. Dear God, I believe that you love me. I believe that Jesus died for me on the cross. I ask you to forgive me and to accept me as your child. I ask you to teach me to trust you with my life. Thank you, Lord for accepting me in Jesus' name. Amen. Let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for everyone that said this prayer right now all over the world. Thank you. Jesus said there's joy in heaven among the angels when just one person does this. So we thank you because there's a party in heaven right now. Thank you for this blessing of forgiveness. And thank you more than everything for removing the nature of sin from us and putting your own nature in there. Woo! Thank you, Heavenly Father. We pray, Lord, teach them to know you personally. Teach them to experience you personally. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Teach them to love you and to love other people the rest of their lives. In Jesus' name.